happy. You don't really say happy Memorial Day. I, I don't know. Nope. I don't think I don't think that's it's not appropriate. It doesn't seem appropriate because uh, it's Memorial Day. Mem- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's Memorial Day. This is the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I am one of your two amazing hosts, Jeff Hall, and my mother, my other amazing host is uh, Patrick Terry. Hello, Patrick, and uh, it, it's Memorial Day. There we go. Yes. <laughs> um, hope everybody takes time to remember our veterans and those that uh, were unable to return um, because they gave up their lives for us, so we can do this silly, ridiculous podcast. And stuff. So, to those that, to all the people that have lost somebody, um, we appreciate their sacrifice and honor their service. With that, hi Patrick, what's new, man? Up, Jeff. Um, well, same old work. Only starting Friday, they started having new um, visitors in the hospital, so we've got a little bit more traffic in the hospital than normal. Um, but it's just one at a time, so it's not too bad. Okay. I don't know how the rest of the unit's doing it. Trauma's doing one at a time, and, um, they have set time for visitors to come up. Um, like, ICU is restricted more so than the step-down, so ICU has even numbers come at a certain time, and then the odd numbers come at a certain time. And then, of course, new admissions, their patients can have visitors for, like, 30 minutes, and then that's it for the day. And okay. private rooms can visit all day. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I started taking this detox tea on Saturday. It's like the samples. Yeah. I'm probably gonna end up doing the doing the whole thing. But um, so far it hadn't really worked. I don't. I might be not, just not drinking enough water for it to do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. So hopefully it doesn't hit me today at work. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. <laughs> And that's pretty much it. Just still trying to stay safe and not catch this stuff. <laughs> yep. I feel you, man. Uh, same. Um, and so, <clears throat> and so much as, uh, so we all remember when we, we've talked about how we've painted the playroom. Yep. And uh, how I already had, I, I, another project had been lined up for me. And so uh, I took care of that project yesterday. Painted my daughter's room pink. It's like bubblegum pink, I guess is a good, probably shade. Kind of a, not too light, but not too, definitely not too dark and not too, good God. Um, but, <laughs> good God. Um, but it's, <laughs> but it is, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely pink. Yeah. Um, she wants a princess bedroom. It used to be superhero uh, based where, it was all like Wonder Woman, Supergirl, Batgirl, all that sort of Captain Marvel even. Um, yeah. We we don't we don't discriminate between Marvel DC. <laughs> it's all one. But, but the thing is, like all the pic, like I had like an original artwork of Batgirl that was hung up in there, mm-hmm. and uh, a Batgirl print, and then a couple of like autographed comic covers of you know superheroes and stuff right but she wants princess now so i can now have to find some place to either hang those or store those um so that's going to be interesting right and, uh, 
But yeah, uh, I knocked out the entire room in one day. I was exhausted. It took me about because I had to clear everything out. It's not like the playroom where I could just kind of shuffle things around or take it take a wall a day or whatever and just right just get no, I knocked it all out in one day. So I had to move everything out of her room or at least a vast majority of things out of her room and shuffle things around. So that took a lot of time and then painting. And true, I think it's true. Taping, when you paint, taping is the worst. It's the easiest, but it is the worst, most tedious thing. Yeah. Like, if you just had to do it once and then it, like, disintegrates <laughs> after a certain right. amount of time, that'd be right. awesome. But it's the fact you got to put it up, and then once you get done, you're so exhausted, you're like, oh, thank God I'm done. But then... Balls, I still got to pull the tape down. So <laughs> I actually just did that this morning. <laughs> just like, I. Pull the tape from the bottom, sure, but the top stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, because we moved everything back, you know, I moved everything back in, and so she could sleep, and I was freaking beat, and I was like, I'll get to that tape tomorrow. There's absolutely zero rush. I still have right. tape in the playroom. <laughs> that's okay. a, that's how big a rush I'm in. Um, but no, it's 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 done. She's over the moon excited, and uh, yeah, so that's done. Um. We had a loss over uh, over at York's mom's house. Um, found out last last night at 9:30 that his hedgehog Gert had passed away. So, um, so R.I.P. Gert. Um, he did not take it well. Um, he took it pretty hard. One um, of the reasons, I mean, nobody else except you and I know this, um, yeah. but our listeners don't. We had to postpone our recording so that I could. Uh, me, Grayson and I could go over to York's mom's house and attend the hedgehog funeral, got flowers, brought him donuts, and uh, got him a drink also, and got Grayson a drink. And then uh, had the funeral, then came home. Uh, but uh, I felt my heart just went out to him. It, yeah. it, it's difficult. Um, he seems okay right now. Um, he's playing for He's back in the playroom playing Fortnite. Ruth and Grayson left for a little bit. They'll be back later. So, um, but other than that, uh, yeah, knocked out some movies. So, um, I say let's go ahead and get into it with that note. All right. All righty. <clears throat> so, I managed to watch. Huh. All right. I managed to watch three movies. First movie I'm going to talk about is called The Cleanse. This was on Prime Video. <laughs> did it come with your, did it come with your, uh, with your drink? <laughs> Not included. With your green tea drink. <laughs> Free download if you buy three. Yeah. <laughs> Not included. <laughs> um, and good thing, dupes. I don't think I want to experience their type of cleanse. <laughs> um, I don't want to experience so yours. <laughs> right. <laughs> so this is a bit of an older movie. Okay. It was actually released at South by Southwest in 2016 in March. But then later had a U.S. release in May in 2018. Um, it's like 81 minutes long. Uh, the director is Bob Miller. Okay. There was no kind of financial information on it, so no budget, nothing. I couldn't find anything on it. Uh, starring, uh, Johnny Galecki. You might know him as Leonard from Big Bang Theory or Roseanne. Roseanne, depending on how old you are. Yeah. Showing my age there. (laughs) The first run of Roseanne, not the second one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anna Frail, who mm-hmm. plays Maggie. Uh, Oliver Platt, 
Angelica Houston, Kyle Gallner, Kevin J. O'Connor, and uh, Diana Bang. So the basic premise is a group of four are selected for a retreat where they'll release all of their negativity and, I guess, be better people. Um, Let's see. So Paul, played by Johnny, he's dealing with having lost his job and fiance, and he's feeling kind of down about it. So he attends a self-help program to help deal with it. And um, it's like a process. You got to be, it's like a secret type thing. So you got to be selected to go to this resort. Um, In the process, there's another person there named Maggie, who he kind of gets interested in. So he's having second thoughts, but then when he finds out that she gets chosen for it, he decides to go go for it. Um, So after the participants are are chosen, they are driven to a wooded cabin area, and they meet Lily, played by Angelica Houston, who's the, I guess the, she runs the, she's the director of the place. And, um, then they're joined by a couple, Eric and Laurie. So basically how this resort works is they give you four drinks. And by the end of the day, you have to drink each one for it, the whole thing to work properly. Okay. So upon completion, they literally vomit up their negativity. <laughs> like literally. It doesn't go out the other way. It causes them to throw up. But um, not only does it release the toxins within them, but the release negativity takes the physical form of like a lizard-like creature. Okay. So, and um, so it's a little weird. I mean, just yeah. imagine you take a, you drink a drink, you throw up, and then like what they show in the trailer, something stuck in his sink, and so he pulls the pipe out, and it's just like this big bulge in the middle, and it makes a noise, and he drops it, so it kind of breaks it. How I don't know how you break them. It must be plastic. Yeah. Anyway, he breaks, and there's like this lizard that's in the middle of all this gook that he had thrown up. And it's just weird, because like when I was watching the trailer, the music playing kind of felt like it would be like a Tim Burton type thing, because just weird, real kind of trippy music. Yeah. But um, it's, you know, he figures out he has this lizard thing. Um, pretty much everybody that completes the the the, the drinking they all have their own little creature. So, bottom line, this creature just represents their negativity. And they're, and for them to truly complete this task, they must do something with that creature. Otherwise, things can get pretty bad. Is this like a prequel to Pokemon? <laughs> sounds it like a, a pre- nice little dark prequel. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a prequel to Pokemon. Everybody's got their Pokemon. It just turns out... To- Deep dark secret is is that their Pokemon re- represents their negativity. <laughs> right. Um, this is an old movie. I, I don't think anybody's really gonna talk about it or go watch it. I don't know if I could recommend it. <laughs> it's a little weird. Yeah. But um, basically, once this creature is out, for them to fully, I guess, finish the program, they have to destroy it, kill it. So there's another character that Paul meets when he first gets to the resort named um, Fredericks, who's been there for a while in the program. But apparently he kept his a little too long and it's grown to pretty nice size. And, you know, you notice Fredericks got these bruises on him. It's like, where'd you get the boot? You you know, so basically he's been abused by his creature. (laughs) 
And um, basically, it's like if you keep it too long, I guess the message here, the negativity you have, you hold on to it so long, it's going to eventually destroy you. Gotcha. It's just, here it's going to be a physical form instead of kind of a stress and emotional type way. But um, it was it was a weird movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was pretty strange. And um, there there was one character who didn't actually follow the program, and yeah, she didn't make it. <laughs> so... <clears throat> I'm looking at it. Uh, <laughs> the guy that directed it, uh, Bobby Miller, who I think was even a guest on Comedy Film Nerds one time. I only know this because I was looking at his credits, and he directed the Critters, I wouldn't say remake, but I guess reboot of it called Critters Attacks that came out last year that nobody saw oh. because it was, I think, I think it came to, was what's that streaming service that... Uh, the horror streaming service. Oh, Shudder. Yes. I think yeah. it got released on Shudder. Okay. Because uh, I remember them talking about the movie, and they were talking about with somebody. Maybe it wasn't comedy filmers. It might have been Douglas movies. Nonetheless, beside the point. <laughs> um, but I just remember hearing about it, and they were talking with the guy that wrote and directed it. And it was, it was this dude that made this movie. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, for what it is, I mean, it was okay. It, it, it yeah. it's a short movie, you know. It's not yeah, gonna take okay. too much time. No. And um, the trailer, if you watch the trailer, you pretty much know what's happening. Gotcha. It's just you gotta watch the movie to figure out what they gotta do to complete it. But um, it was cool. If you got <laughs> it just seems like it's a never-ending circle though, because if you, because when killing something. Even if it's negativity, wouldn't by killing it breed them more negativity because you're committing a violent act? It doesn't... <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. It's just me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know who, el who else has done the program other than yeah. Fredericks, who's getting beat up by his and right. eventually gets taken out. But um, the scene, basically, the two have decided to leave and take their creatures with them, and they have it in a bag. So... They're getting ready to release them. Somehow they've merged together and caused they're, they're driving and it caused them to wreck. So this big thing, they, like basically they just choke it out. <laughs> it's just fun. It, I laugh because it's kind of funny. But Paul just goes nuts and he just chokes it out. And then his girl Maggie joins them. And they just to the point that they, you know, kill him that way. And they embrace hugging it ends. <laughs> That that's it. There's no it's real no conclusion. Wow. Yeah. No 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 <laughs> true like, conclusion. We ran out of movie it. for a real ending, so we're just gonna go with this one. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we ran out of money. <laughs> so I don't know if they end up together. I don't know if these creatures continue or. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So very weird. Um. So my next movie. <laughs> Making a Killing. Okay. So this was also on Prime Video. And I watched the trailer. Um, well, first, it was released August 10th of 2018. Uh, it's 108 minutes runtime. And the director is Devin Hume. So I was kind of trying to do some research, because it's based on a true story. So apparently okay. the director knows the people that this story is based on. Okay. So it was like three morticians, and it's like a whole thing of greed, and uh, one of them gets murdered, and the other two are kind of 
somewhat their suspects. But basically, the story is one of the one of the suspects. He's out. Like he got he got arrested. They could they um, apparently he's only got probation. He has to wear an ankle bracelet. And I kind of rewatched some of the movie to kind of figure out what may have happened. So the two characters are Vincent and Arthur. They're in a small town in New Mexico or uh, county, Cardinal County, and they pretty much got they they run the county because Arthur's like the mayor, gotcha, the priest, and the mortician for the for the county, and they run and they own a restaurant. <laughs> I don't awesome. want any of that restaurant. If he's also the mortician. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Wendy Todd action. <laughs> so in the movie you have um, Mark Starr and Jude Moran who play Arthur and Vincent then you have Christopher Lloyd who plays Lloyd it kind of confused me yeah, <laughs> but yeah. he plays Lloyd, Lloyd and Mickey so they changed the names of the real people so the names they have aren't the names of the real people that's based on Gotcha. Um, gotcha. you have uh, Eliana Warren Zachary Sally Kirkland I saw her, I was like wow I hadn't seen her in anything in a while yeah and then Michael J. White, who to me makes the movie, because <laughs> without yeah. him, I don't think I would have finished this. Right. Um, so uh, Christopher Lloyd is one of the morticians, and he gets arrested for child molestation. So now he's a oh. pedophile. So before he gets locked, before he goes away to serve his sentence, he entrusts Arthur and Vince to take care of this crate of valuable coins and because basically they're investigating see if he's got money he has them hold it so they don't find it because then they'll take it from him and so he's supposed to think being for like two or three years but he gets out early and they get word of this so they got plans for that those coins to make money up and go go away and um but they get word that he's getting out early so as soon as lloyd gets out he goes to his business where Sally Kirkland's character's there, still working. I mean, he asked her, like, how are you getting paid? He's like, well, I've been taking notes of my time and my hours, so, you know, I can get paid on the back end. And um, so that was the first step. He's got all these mail of eviction notices and whatnot. And um, so he goes, he goes home. They pretty much ransacked his house, graffiti everywhere, stripped him of the floors are stripped. He has a bed, but they pretty much messed that. They even pooped and peed on it. And the only thing he has to sleep in is a recliner, and he has a big blanket that he uses. That's it. So he finally tracks down Vincent and Arthur. Um, well, they're at church, and uh, Arthur's you know, preaching a sermon. So Vincent talks to him. Basically, they meet up. He tells him he wants his coins. And it's like they're trying to find a way to not give him the coins back because they, they know how valuable they are. Um, but anyway, somewhere later on in the movie, Lloyd is murdered. And it's a mystery because pretty much anybody could do it because you got Sally Kirkland's character who hasn't been paid. She wants to get paid. Um, Lloyd goes out to drink at a bar. He's so drunk that the bartender takes him home. And when he takes him home, Lloyd, drunk, is like, hey, I want to make 20 bucks. You know, come on, you know. I guess going back to because the kid this is kind of a young bartender or whatever, so he's trying to solicit him. And dude just he 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 leaves. He takes a bottle like he has a jar of gold teeth, 
So he just snatches that, leaves, like, man, you're messed up. So he leaves. Um, and then, of course, Vincent and Arthur, they have their motive. You know, if he's not here, they can't. he can get his coins. So apparently this is the first murder in, like, 30 years. So the captain there seeks outside help. And he contacts the New Mexico State Investigation Bureau. It's a mouthful. Yeah. And uh, they send in Orlando Hudson, played by Michael J. White. Gotcha. And basically, once he gets on the scene, it kind of becomes his movie after that because he just kind of takes over. Yeah. He's the more interesting character to me. Um, so he goes to the crime scene and pretty much he sees that this agency, this, this police department, they're, they're not good at their job. They've contaminated evidence and one of the officers had stepped in the pile of blood. So that, you know, they basically can't use that blood to do anything with. So he goes to the, meets up with the, the, the captain and explains what he's there for. And basically the captain takes him out to look at the neighborhood and say, Hey, this is a community. People love it here. You know, we had this child molester that was murdered. He's not here anymore, so this town can kind of live, be normal. So, yeah. you know, so he's kind of questioning, like, so because he's dead, you're not really going to do anything about it? It's like, right. I mean, you know, he's gone. He was a kind of a, you know. So basically, he's not getting any help as far as trying to figure out who did what. So he kind of goes on his own investigation. And there are just some funny moments. He goes to the bar where... Um, the bartender works to, he, he doesn't even tell him who he is. He just walks in. He's like, Hey, can I get a Arnold Palmer bartender? Like, we don't have that. And he's like, well, can I get a tea with lemonade in, <laughs> which is basically what that is. Yeah. <laughs> and so he just keeps staring at the dude and he's like, well, why are you staring at me? And one of the, I stand just like, Oh, it looks like you got yourself a little boyfriend or whatever. And, um, he's like, so the bartender's response is basically, you know, they've already found one dead gay man. So be the same if they found another. And so I was like, oh, right. okay. Well, I didn't mean to cause any trouble. Maybe I should just go ahead and pay. So he pulls out his wallet, shows his badge, and pulls money out. So well, how much do I owe you? <laughs> yeah. so that's, that's how he reveals to him that he's a, he's a police officer. Yeah. And um, so dude kind of gets scared. and He runs home. Like, why he would immediately run home, I don't know. Goes right. and finds the, the jar of uh, gold teeth that he stole. Yeah. And then when he comes out of the room, Michael Jai White's already there in the house. Dude looks at him like, how did you get in here? Because I'm asking the same question, like, how? Yeah. But um, in the split time it took him to run in, get the jar, and come back out into the living room, he's sitting there in the dark. And um, <laughs> but um, but it it's it's because of, to me because of Michael J. White it makes the movie interesting. It's it's okay. it's kind of brings a humor, kind of a sarcasm to it, because he just he, you know he's like his facial expression. He's like, I can't believe. This is this town's like this. So yeah, anyway, yeah. like he he even takes dude to you know to book in to to talk to him with you know to um, mm-hmm. question him. But um, there was a there's a scene in it where there's another officer who's telling him he can't bring people in or he's gonna she's gonna call the captain and he's gonna be mad. So while he's on the phone talking to his superior. She's telling him he needs to get off the phone because he can't use it. So he just calmly puts his phone on his shoulders like. You know, like, I don't discriminate. Like, I, if I have to get up out of my seat, I'll punch you hard. <laughs> and then what I'll do is I'm going to sit back down here and continue my conversation. It, it, if you watch the scene, you'll see it, it's just hilarious. Okay. But um, 
overall, by the end of the movie, they don't really sh- tell you who did what. <laughs> but um, reading the story, Arthur's character yeah. is the one who actually did it. But he has heart trouble, and he died before they could even arrest him. Oh, so, gotcha. And, um, and the way the story goes, Arthur and Vincent, they're supposed to be brothers, but they're actually lovers. <laughs> oh, so, interesting town indeed. Yeah. It, 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 I don't know. <laughs> the story surrounding them is weird, but Michael J. White kind of makes it worth watching to me. Okay. Yeah. Cool. He doesn't really get a lot of action, so it's more... Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot of action for him. He has like one one little scene where he's chasing the bartender, and he's got another scene where he's um where he kind of has a little tuffle, but he doesn't get to show off his martial arts skills. So, but um, it, it was a decent White, movie. Michael J. White doesn't get much action apparently, near the did Chris, Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it, like on Prime, it had like a like four stars. I'm like, okay. I mean, the story itself is not really strong, but he just kind of makes the movie. Like, without yeah. him, like, this and movie would have And take. sometimes that's, you know, that's what it, that's what makes a, a movie for a lot of people. It's like, I really, like, listen, I know this movie's not very good, but I love watching it to watch this person. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I get it. Yeah, because one for him, I would have probably shut it off, or this you know, would just be a bad movie. Like, eh, avoid it. <laughs> yep. Like, yeah, we'll um, go with a different one. Yeah. So, last movie, I actually just came across it by chance, and I remember you saying it was coming out on Netflix, so The Lovebirds. Yep. So, we, we both kind of, we both watched this. Yep. So, <clears throat> originally, of course, it was supposed to go to theaters, but ended up being released on Netflix May 22nd of this year, and, and has a runtime of 87 minutes. The director is Michael Showalter. The budget was $16 million. Of course, no box office because it never made it to the theater. And starring Issa Rae, uh, Kumail Nanjiani, yep. Paul Sparks, <laughs> Paul Sparks, Anna Camp, and Kyle Bornheimer. Just to name a couple of stars. So it's basically about couple Leilani and Gibran who find themselves involved in a murder mystery amidst dealing with their troubled relationship. Um, well, okay. Apparently I didn't finish my notes. Anyway, <laughs> so you get kind of a brief introduction to their relationship, how it starts. Um, I'm guessing they were neighbors or they were just hanging out. So... They eventually exchanged numbers, and we did basically just get a time jump of, what, four years? Yep, four years. And their relationship's kind of, I guess, not quite strong. It's uh, every couple's relationship after four years. It's (laughs) kind of normal. They're having a normal couple spouse. They have a normal couple relationship. That's all it is. So, Leilani, the one discussion, they were talking about how they should go on the Amazing Race, how they would do well on it, and... LeBron's like, nah, we wouldn't do well at all. Like, what do you mean? You know, so they're kind of. It was so relatable in that moment. It's like we came in and pick, we came and decide on a place to eat together. And we, right. we make you think we could do well on the Amazing Race. I go, I kind of just sat there and just nodded my head. I'm like, I, I was like, wow, I so relate to so much about this right now <laughs> in this moment. Right. Uh, 
<laughs> so they're they're supposed to be going to a party, meeting some of her friends or coworkers, and um, basically on the way there, well, they're still arguing. They hit somebody who's riding a bike. They go out to check on him, and he just kind of gives up days, gets back on his bike, and takes off. So while they're sitting there in the car trying to figure out what just happened, some dude claiming to be a cop runs up to the car and says, hey, we need your car. I need your car. Makes Jabron get in the back, and it takes off driving. To me, I'm like, listen, like, why would you leave them in the car? <laughs> I was like, why wouldn't you make him show some sort of ID before letting him get in your driver's that, Or that even too. opening your door. Right. Just take off. Just drive. <laughs> Also, pretty sure the bicyclists hit their car. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he hit the, hit the cyclist. I think the cyclist wasn't watching where he was going and hit their car. That's okay. my take on that whole bit. I'm like, like, I've seen this in the trailer so many times, and I'm watching this down in the movie, and I'm still thinking the cyclist hit their car. Okay. Anyways, continue. So, yeah. Um, so, they just let them commandeer the car with them still in it. Goes on his chase after the guy on the bike, corner him in an alley, and then he, like you see in the trailer, he hits him, runs him over three times, <laughs> and yeah, and then he gets out. Then it clicks, like, oh man, I've got witnesses here. <laughs> Maybe I should take care of them. But here's police sirens and takes off running. And then that's when we see the couple from the trailer that spot the body, and I'm like, oh man. Got to report a murder, and they step out, and of course, Jabron's got blood because the yeah, bike on his jacket, yeah. blood on his jacket, and um, you know all the evidence there that could tie them to it, and um, they just take off running. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, there's two people from East Nashville visiting New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> right, That's they exactly seem out what of place. I thought too. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh look at these damn hipsters from East Nashville visiting New Orleans coming across this. Mind your business. (laughs) And it's just basically following them, trying to, one, they want to figure out what's going on so they can clear their name. They've got the police calling them. They don't know what they're calling them for or that they are trying to implicate them as being the ones that did it. And they're just getting all kind of shenanigans. (laughs) And, I mean, I I enjoyed it. I I thought it could have been a little better, but it was was cool. It It was, yeah. Yeah. Um, remind me after we get done, because I want to talk to you about something noised off when we're not recording that's related to the movie. Okay. You're gonna have to remind me though, because I'll I'll forget by then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to talk about it because it's a little spoil spoilery, and I don't want to spoil anything for people that want to see this. Which I honestly I think people should. I think it is funny. I think it's entertaining. Um, I think it's perfect for Netflix. It is per- absolutely yeah. perfect for Netflix. Yeah. It is absolutely perfect for Netflix. Um, I love Kumail because I've listened to him on comedy podcasts, um, plus on Comedy Central. Uh, jo- uh, was it Meltdown with uh, Jonah and Kumail? They used to have a kind of sketch, not really sketch. It was they. It was a. Uh, they basically hosted a comedy show from the Meltdown comics back when in. Meltdown Comics was still there um, okay. before they closed down in the back area. And so I know him from that, from being a guest on there. Obviously, Kumail's from The Big Sick for pretty much everybody that saw that. <laughs> um, so I love him in that. And he's going to be in Eternals. Uh, 
he's gonna be in the Eternals, Marvel's Eternals movie. So his first action flick. Um, but I love Kumail because he's just so down to earth and he's so funny. And I thought he was good in this. Um, Issa Rae is on from Insecure on HBO. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I haven't watched but it. But I know I know it's good. I mean, I yeah. not I know it's good. I keep hearing how good it is. There we go. That's a better way yeah. to say that. Um, so I'm going to get around to eventually watching that um, <laughs> as I go back and rewatch, not rewatch, go back and get caught up on all the HBO shows. Right. But it's out the past three years or so. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I loved both of them in it. Um, I love Anna Camp. Uh, most people. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I know her from the Pitch Perfect movies, also from True Blood. Um, she was in that, played the preacher's wife. Girl, the Reverend's wife. I can't remember her character's name, but anyways. Uh, but I really, I, yeah, I think she's awesome. I freaking love her. Um, but no, I really enjoyed it. There were some that I, some moments where I, you know, like I was, I thought were funny, but I just didn't laugh out loud funny. Yeah, but I, was, like, I was like, work. okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there were some where I was just cracking up, like the the uh, Act Three uh, kind of final argument that they had. I guess mm-hmm. is a good way to put it. Without saying too much. Yeah. I just laughed so hard because I'm like, I can. This is so real. Right. <laughs> like this is every couple can relate to this one. Um, and there's just so many moments in the movie that I like that I really enjoyed because it is so relatable for people that have been in any kind of relationship. Right. <laughs> for I mean, you it didn't even have to be one that's been four years or more. I mean, it's just it's just normal normal stupid arguments that every couple has. Yeah. That they get and someone gets mad and they're like upset over the dumbest things. Right. I've, I've had a few. You know, I'm like we're seriously arguing about this, you know, it's just yeah. be like, but it's, you know, everybody's had them and it's, uh, and if you haven't, it's coming. Uh, and yeah, and it's just so relatable. And that's what I, I think that's what I actually, I enjoyed about it more than anything, because there's a lot of things that are just for comedic purposes are over the top. Right. Um, and so I get that because it has to be, but there's so many things that are really actually down to earth, you know, kind of like relatable. And yeah. that's what I enjoyed so much about it. And I thought they did the blend of the two really well. I mean, I would easily rewatch this again. If Ruth wanted to watch it, I'd watch her, you know, I'd watch it with her. Yeah. But no, I, I agree. I, I, I thought it was really good. I would definitely recommend it. Um, and uh, what was the other thing? Oh, there was one scene I was going to, bring up um where since they're trying to solve the mystery of who you know why this dude got hit and why this dude killed him yeah you know why were they basically they're trying to solve a mystery and so there's this one of the clues they got they had to go to this house or go to this apartment and it's about them trying to break into this apartment and that that scene of them trying to break into the apartment i was just that one for whatever reason i was just laughing really hard at yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Um, but those, yeah, that scene and then the end, the end argument was the one I probably left the most at. But right. overall, the movie is funny. It's enjoyable and it's hard to make. And I think we've kind of talked about it from time to time about how you know my view on how I think it's so hard to make a good comedy, 
you can make dumb comedies, but to make a good comedy, it's so difficult. Kind of like anymore trying to make a good horror movie is so difficult. Right. Um, <clears throat> but anybody can make a gore, you know, gore fest movie. And it's not really inventive. It's just is it what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, but to make a good quality one that genuinely scares you that of something you haven't seen before is so difficult. And comedies the same way to find something that is genuinely, you know, that's different, that genuinely makes you laugh. <clears throat> It's just so much harder, I think. But yeah. that's just me. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, I, 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 I really enjoy this movie too. I, I don't want to say surprisingly. I, I was on the fence. I was like, this might be okay. But I don't know. But you know, but I don't know if I want to go see it in theaters. And now I didn't have to. <laughs> Netflix. Boom. Yeah, it was one of those where you just kind of like you don't know, not sure what to expect. Right. So you just kind of, was, was your word op, um, cautiously optimistic. <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So I knew it was going to be good just because, you know, the stars they had in it. I knew they were going to perform well. Yeah. It's just, you know, looking at the overall. But, you know, like you said, relatable. Some of the things they get into, you're just like, eh, it's a little over top, but you, you understand why. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's in, it's in the service of the story and of the, yeah. and of the it's, movie. It's not the, out of place. It's forward. not like just there for the sake of it being there. <laughs> Everything yeah, makes no, sense. Pratt Falls or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. And I thought their chemistry was really good, too. I thought they had really good chemistry. Yeah. So. All right. I guess that is, makes it my turn. Um, so, we, obviously, we just talked about the Lovebirds. Um, the next one, I, so, I've been, I've been wanting to watch, I've been, I go on iTunes sometimes, because sometimes iTunes puts, releases movies that, uh, don't make it to theater or uh, aren't available at Redbox or streaming. And I'll find stuff. That's how I found Wrinkles the Clown. Yeah. Um, in the same kind of form and fashion, I I came across this movie called The House in Between that I was curious about. I'm like, all right, well, let me see what this is about. It might be some stupid horror movie. Right. You know, but the... So it's... It turns out it's not even a horror movie. It's a documentary. I'm like, oh, is this going to be one of those cheesy documentaries that I'm going to be like, eh. So yeah. I read, <clears throat> so I was reading the, read the synopsis. And uh, basically the synopsis basically just says it's, you know, it's a beautiful documentary telling the real story of a homeowner living with a haunting. I'm like, uh, all right. <laughs> Bridging the paranormal, real science, and the human experience, this documentary shows a detailed look at what could be the most haunted house in America. All right. So I was like, okay. So I watched the tra- So then I watched the trailer. And I was like, oh, this looks like it could be good. It also could be kind of hokey, you know, and that's right. like, it was just another ghost hunter show that's turned into a documentary. You know, I might not like it as much because for me, you know, I'm, I don't want to say I'm skeptical by nature, but it, when it comes to filming paranormal things, it's too easy to make movies, or I mean, it's too easy to film something and then, you know, just clever editing or having, you know, setting up some sort of practical effect to make things fall or whatever. Right. It's just too easy. You know, it's just too many. And then everybody's in on it, so they're like, oh. Yeah. So it's a little bit harder for me to kind of get on board on things. <laughs> Because of 
because of how just like I'm not saying I don't believe. I'm just saying that it'd be I'd be more apt to believe if I were there. I guess right. is a good way to put it. So, but you know what? I watched it anyways. So I downloaded it, uh, rented it on iTunes. You could uh, you could rent it uh, rent it or buy it on Prime. You can rent or buy in on iTunes. I'm sure it's that way for most other platforms. Um, so the house, so it's basically about um, it's about this woman that has this house built. So it's not pre-existing. She had this house built on this land, and um, she wanted an A-frame house, and she had it all use subcontractors, all this stuff. So it is. Uh, so they, it's being built from the ground up. It's not something that's been around for, you know, a hundred plus years, not the Amityville house or something like that, you know, or poltergeist where it's built on an ancient Indian burial ground or some nonsense. Um, although that is what I was thinking. I'm like, was it built on some Indian burial ground or, you know, cemetery that's, you know, no longer there. Um, basically this woman lives in this house and then starts hearing strange things. Um, a door slamming shut even though the doors were all the doors were already shut she lives there by herself um, she lives there by herself I want to say she, after after a year she finally gets a hold of um, paranormal guy who was actually a finance investor or something like that originally but he's always had like his hobbies this yeah, because he's always had that kind of thing in the background since he was a kid. He's always had a interest in it, and then he brings along a couple other guys that have that are uh, investigators that also have some sort of, I guess, science background. And uh, so then a guy that lives in this takes place in Florence, Mississippi, um, south of Jackson, Mississippi. I forgot how how far they said, but it's south of Jackson, Mississippi. It's not a very big town for what I understand. It's, uh, but this guy who was a boxing sports writer, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he kind of, I think he either retired or quit or something and was looking for something else, came across this and wanted to get in on the, wanted to become part of it. So he joined the, the group to help on, uh, discover what the heck's going on in this lady's house. Um, they also in, interviewed physici- a physicist to help kind of get a grasp, which to me, I need somebody grounded in science, either physics or something like that, to help do with the explanations of how and why things may occur. Right. Maybe bringing an electrician who can help look at the wiring and be sure there's just not a short in the wiring, and that's why your lights are flickering. Right. I, You know, I need some... I need some validation, not just three three guys with a camera just talking into a house. And then yeah. you see either lights click on or you hear noises. I, I need something more than that. Yeah. So when you bring – so the fact that they did that made me – well, they brought in a scientist. They nothing much else. But it was fascinating to watch. <clears throat> and they set up – they were at this house for nine years. Wow, nine years <laughs> recording things. That. They said, "I would not live in that house after the no. six months." I'm like, and I've had every, I've had people out looking and checking everything. Yeah, no, I'm gone. Right, Dude, I don't even care. 
put it on the market, let somebody else deal with it. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, no, I'm good. Nine, which means she's lived there 10. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. <laughs> um, but they, uh, but yeah, so they do these, they set up the cameras and everything and they set up this experiment with a baseball on the stairs and they're trying to get whatever spirit and or spirits to, or entities, whatever you want to call it, to basically roll the ball down the stairs. And I think it was finally after, what did they say, six months, the ball finally rolls down the stairs. And then it becomes a, not an everyday occurrence, a more, it occurs more often, I guess, okay. uh, than it had. I mean, because it went from none at all to, you know, it, you know, when they're trying to communicate, you know, the ball's rolling down or the, we got a chandelier and it's like sways by itself without anybody touching it because it's high up. Right. And, uh, you know, there's no breeze and there, you know, the air conditioning is not blowing on it to, I mean, it would have to blow pretty hard to, <laughs> to, to move a chandelier, but, True. um, <clears throat> and then of course doors, you know, door shutting, um, this one way, uh, the owner said that the door, this one door opened and the deadbolt was still popped out. Like the, as in like she had the door locked, yeah. but she heard the door open and the deadbolt was already, po- was still popped out, hmm. which I don't, it's weird, yeah. whatever. Um, <laughs> it's actually done fairly decently. They do trying to, it's not just, you know, the entire, it's, oh, this movie's like 80, it's an hour and 20 minutes, so it's 81 minutes long. Okay. And, uh, so it's not super long either. It's, it was made for estimated, I think $60,000 was a budget. I mean, when you're, most of your footage is just cameras being set up. There's not going to be a whole right. lot, you know. And plus, the documentary documentaries documentaries can can be made on the cheap. Um, they try to at least. Um, right. But it's done. It's interesting. Um, I watched it more or less twice because I had it on. I'll be honest. I had it on while I was trying to paint. But uh, but I had to work still watching. And then I yeah. watched it the second time to try and get a little more. Uh, to try to watch it, you know, to see if there was anything I missed. It's enjoyable. It's fun to watch. They do. They actually kind of delve into doing some research, and I get oh, they brought a psychic in because, as you do, um, but they brought someone in without telling them what's been happening, without giving them any kind of history. They just said, you know, we want you to come here, cold more or less, and just do walk through and tell us what you, I don't know, whatever you feel, think, whatever. Right. And apparently a person that had lived on the property, not in the house, obviously, but on the property there, um, had done some evil things from around Civil War times. And, yeah. And I guess he was a bad, evil person that, I guess, killed some people. And I guess this person is wanting them out. So, right. not happy that they built a house there on the land. So it's interesting. Um, I, I find it fascinating if you're into this sort of thing, it might be worth the rental, but like I paid, I paid four or $5 to rent it. And it's like, they've got it on sale for eight to buy. But I'm like, I don't really know if I really want to own it though. Right. Because unlike owning a physical copy of a DVD or of a movie, you can always sell it, (laughs) trade it in, sell it or whatever. With digital, you're stuck with it. That's it. Like we've got a copy of planes. I don't think we've ever made it through the entire movie. I doubt 
like I, I think I got it on DVD and came with a digital copy. Yeah. And uh, I got it for York when he was like two or three because it, you know, it's from the people that make cars. So I'm like, okay, well, York will like this. He loved cars. Yeah. So I got it, and then I think we made it 20 minutes in, and he was good. <laughs> and I cannot get him, and I can't get Grayson to watch it now either. Oh, so we're just oh. stuck with this as a movie. We just own digitally now. Son of a bitch. <laughs> it's like we can't resell it back. It'd be great if you could sell it back to like iTunes. It'd be like, hey, I can we get like a percentage? $10? Yeah, just like, I don't even care. You can even, yeah. Or credit. Just percentage back. Yeah, just yeah. get a credit. That would be amazing. Put it towards another movie. Yeah. I need to write I Apple. I need to write, I need to write Apple. It sounds like I need to write Apple a letter. <laughs> yeah. All the streaming services do that. Like, if you don't like it, we'll just do a credit towards something else. Yeah. It won't but be you much, do it within, like if you do it within it. a certain time, yeah. um, you can just do a full return and then pick something else. But wow. if you go past a certain time, then it'd just be like maybe a, a lesser amount yeah. towards something. But yeah. Holy then shit, I'd probably dude, buy we're... more digital if they did that. Yeah. Dude, we're on to something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're already on it now. We've said it, so somebody's on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I if you're into this sort of thing, I think you'll enjoy it um i'm going to try and post an article i read too about it um put that on our facebook group uh, for people to see and uh i was because i thought this was a perfect movie for the strange south because it takes place in florence mississippi right. um i was communicating with marlea and i was like i it's like i'm watching this um i'll let you know how it is right now not super hokey and it turns out it's a there are moments where it's a little hokey but as a whole though i enjoyed it i'd watch i'll probably honestly i've got it for another day um i think ruth said she wanted to watch it her and i will probably watch it again um but it is entertaining i mean it is you know it's entertaining um i think it'd be a good one for for them to talk about on their podcast too um but yeah so we'll see but i found it interesting it's you know it's entertaining it's something different you know i like documentaries and you know i Oh, like haunted things as well. Right. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, so that's the first one. Um, you know what? I'm going to, cause just, I'm looking at our time. I'm going to hold off on uh, spaceship earth. I'll do that one next week. Cause okay. I kind of want to do, cause I told you, I kind of want to do more research on that after I watched it um, to kind of have, so I could be more prepared about the information right. that was being talked about in the movie. It's a interesting movie. It's a little, yeah, it's it's a lot more interesting than, it's not what, I wasn't really sure what to expect watching it, so it's a little different. Um, it's on the Hulu, so people want to watch it before I talk about it next week. Um, but instead, I'm just going to go ahead and put my two cents in on uh, Fantasy Island I finally watched. Okay. Because I read Boxed it, uh, I think, two weeks ago now. Uh, but I didn't want to talk about it last week, so I was going to talk about it this week. Um yeah, so Fancy Island. That is a movie. Um, yeah. It exists. <laughs> it does. I, don't, I still haven't figured out why. Um, <laughs> but here's the crazy thing. As I'm, so I'm watching that. Um, I watched it around the same time we had watched. We had watched. Uh, actually, I watched it a couple of days before we watched uh, Scoob um, as a family. And mm -hmm. then my daughter got wanting to watch all things Scooby Doo, and then afterwards, so we watched the original. Not the original. We watched the first live-action Scooby-Doo movie. There we go. 
that's how you put it with Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Geller and Linda Cardellini and um, Matthew Lillard. Uh, while we were watching that, I was like, holy crap. The plot for Fantasy Island and the plot for the live-action Scooby-Doo movie are damn near identical. It was like... Because Fantasy Island has some mystical rock thing that controls all the fantasies on the island. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, and they have to be played out. All the fantasies have to be played out to what do they say, like it's natural conclusion or something like that yeah. or inevitable yeah. conclusion, whatever. Um, so, uh, and in Scooby-Doo, they have like this, this, uh, in a cave also, um, they have like this green, they have this machine that sucks out the souls or whatever, but everybody's like little soul things. And it's like little, almost like a, a cast iron pot type of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Definitely not an accurate description, but <laughs> it's, you get the hint. And I'm like, holy crap, there's like so many similarities. And they're both on a scary island, because which is what stupid you island's called. And yeah, and there's people that are being controlled by by different things. And yeah, it's it's creepy. And so it was just funny how both of them kind of related. Phoenix Island's okay. It's definitely a Redbox movie. It'd be better if I would, you know, if you just want something to watch. Uh, it's not a bad rental. Um, I wouldn't have paid it, and there's no way I would have paid to see it in the theater. Um, I'd watch it again if Ruth wanted to watch it, but I, otherwise, but if just for me to watch it, I'm good. Um, it wasn't gory, which is good because I don't like that kind of kind of horror movie, anyways. Right. Um, it was more. It, but it, uh, it was all right. Uh, Lucy Hale's in it. She's, she's does fine. Um, Ryan, oh, Ruth's gonna kill me for not knowing his name. The dude from the blonde guy from, from uh, Veronica Mars, um, is in it. Uh, Jimmy Yang's in it, uh, who's a comedian who was also in some other movie I just watched. <laughs> helps me out so much. Um, he was actually not bad in it. And then he's also got a stand-up special apparently too. And, uh, but yeah, not bad. It's, it's not bad. It's not, I mean, it's not good, but it's not, it's, it's fine. Not it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. It's just, <clears throat> it's just a fine movie. It's, yeah, it's just a fine movie. It, but yeah, <laughs> but I, and I wouldn't have, and honestly, I probably wouldn't even brought it up to even talk about but I wanted to point out just how the <clears throat> the similarities between that and the first Scooby Doo movie, which is came out in two thousand and two. If you want to feel old, um, <laughs> but that's also where uh, it was. I think it was shortly after that's when Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. got married. <clears throat> after making that, Bruce like was that their first movie together? I go nope. Said I know what you did last summer was their first movie together. Ah. I know that because I had that giant poster <laughs> and I used to love watching that movie and kind of miss seeing it. Um, anyways, I would, so my recommend, my recommendation to watch, I know what you did last summer in that fantasy island. Right. That's a weird way to go about that. Um, yeah. so trailers, um, not really m- much new. Uh, so there's an, 
new trailer trailer uh, for Tenant, which is Christopher Nolan's latest, uh, excuse the expression, mindfuck. Yeah. <laughs> for you to try and figure out your, your next Christopher Nolan multi, multi-viewing movie before, so you can kind of figure out what's actually going on. Um, Probably won't happen until 10 years after watching it. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's a new trailer for Antebellum, which is Jordan Peele's uh, latest movie. And then there's a, a trailer for The Old Guard, which is Charlize Theron's new action movie with her Eon Flux haircut. <laughs> I don't <laughs> that, think I watched that. that. Yeah, I'm about to say that's that's for about five people that have ever seen it, other than yeah. me. Um, it, and it still cracks me because I I still can to this day can remember a guy I used to work with at eons ago back at Circuit City who would pronounce it eon flu as <laughs> if the X was like silent somehow. Yeah. O U X. It's not the flu capacitor. It's the flux capacitor. Right. I kept trying to correct him. He just he didn't give a shit. He just kept saying eon flu. I'm like, all right, man, whatever. Um, that doesn't look good. The the old guard does not. I guess it's based on a graphic novel. Maybe it'll surprise me, but I'm just watching the trailer going, yeah, no, it's, I don't even know. It's no yeah. extraction. I'm already going to go ahead and tell you. So I really need to go ahead and just put extraction on my, on my top, on my top list for the year. I mean, yeah. we're almost half, at this point, we're almost halfway through. So I think I'm, I feel fairly confident that I could do that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I just, I keep talking. I talk about that movie more than I have. I think any other movie so far this year that had, you know, non Oscar related at least. Um, but I've definitely recommended that movie more than I think any other movie so far. One uh, movie that should have been in theaters, but and we got, yeah, I still need <laughs> to watch Netflix is cool. I still need to rewatch that on the big screen too. That's the worst. Yeah. Part. Um, and then lastly, also, I believe coming to Netflix <clears throat> is a movie called the last days of American crime. Which also sounds like a terrible name for him. I thought it was a TV series. Yeah. I would just thought it was a TV series. I'm like, sounds like a documentary. <laughs> yeah. It's not. <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. So, basically, in the not too distant future, as a final response to terrorism and crime, the U.S. government plans to broadcast a signal, making it impossible for anyone to knowingly commit. Unlawful acts. So hmm. there you go. There's your mind control. Um, yeah. So it has Michael Pitt, Edgar Ramirez, uh, Charlotte Copley, see, Ann Brewster, Inge Beckman, and uh, nobody else we know. Let's see. And I believe that is also coming to Netflix. No date listed, though, I think. Okay. Oh, June 5th. Never mind. June 5th. Soon. Whew. Two hours, 28 minutes long. So wow. buckle up. <laughs> buckle <laughs> right. up for that one. Uh, that's, your, that's your next Irishman, apparently. <laughs> I still don't know if I'm ever going to try to tackle that. Yeah, no rush. It might be. <laughs> but... All right, man. I think that's it. All right. So, uh, yeah. Hope you have a good holiday, man. You heading in? Yeah, I'll be heading in here soon. <laughs> okay. Well, 
Good luck. Enjoying your ho- earning that holiday pay. Right. <laughs> the holiday work pay. All right. Well, I will not. Oh, to kind of pass along, first of all, uh, I forgot to mention uh, in the what's new. My daughter thought I was cheating on Patrick with another person <laughs> because uh, she hadn't seen me talk to Patrick on the computer because we've been recording Mondays, Monday mornings after she's already been dropped off at her pre-K. Yeah. So, but she saw me talking to other people on the computer for the for my other podcast, Time to Wind Down. Please listen if you haven't. I've had some interesting people to talk to, and uh, I've got a couple more that are scheduled to drop that I can't wait for everybody to hear. So if you haven't listened, give it a try. See what you think. Let me know. Um, but yeah, Grayson thought I was cheating on Patrick with somebody else. She's like, "Why are you not talk to Patrick? <laughs> you were talking to that other guy." I was like. I'm not cheating on Patrick with another with another dude, okay? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it was really sweet that she was concerned, though. So yeah. before before they headed out, I made sure she saw him on the on the laptop and said hi, so she yeah. knew that. <laughs> All was, well. I did show I did show her our picture with our you know picture the other day from work. Yeah. And so I was like, no, that was actually that day. I go, no, I literally saw him like a few hours ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which is the first time I've actually physically seen him, you know, yeah. other other than the screen, uh, in in a good while. So, yeah, um, yeah. So I forgot to put that in there. So uh, on that, on the more highlighted, you know, on the more upbeat note, I guess we'll end it. Uh, until next week, I'm your host. I'm a host, Jeff Hall, and my other host, Patrick Terry. We'll see. We'll talk to y'all next week. Yes, sir. Sure.